Hey, it's Andrew. Miles is here too. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. So as we've been covering COVID-19 and doing all this kind of stuff, we've been trying to keep the ads out of the podcast. But one thing that we did want to mention is that if you want to support local journalism, if you want to support what we're doing here, if these updates have been useful for you, one thing that you can do to help us out right now is to buy something from our shop. We have a really cool shop at doorcountypulse.com slash shop. And there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. Yeah, we have great posters from our art director, Ryan Miller of the Door County state parks we have posters of the door county lighthouses the two volume door county living in pictures books and a lot of other great stuff even stickers like if you buy a sticker all of those purchases go to help support this podcast and the work we do each week with the peninsula pulse sending the news out to every mailbox in the county and we can do all that for free when you do that you're supporting the work we're doing here and the weekly edition of the Peninsula Pulse. Once again, that is doorcountypulse.com slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined as always by Miles Danhausen. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. It's a nice sunny Monday morning. We have just a little bit to talk about today, maybe a shorter episode. Uh, and we do have an interview later on, uh, as we've been kind of doing over the last two weeks, talking to people in the community and how they are dealing with COVID-19. So why don't we just jump right into it? Uh, we can start with the Wisconsin numbers as we normally do. How are things looking in Wisconsin and Door County today? Well, Wisconsin is looking at about 1,221 cases, positive cases, 14 deaths, and so far, it, it does seem like it, it's a slow growth in Wisconsin outside of the Milwaukee area, which is great to see. Still no cases in Door or Kewanee counties. There's another one reported in Brown County today. But it's great to see that we haven't seen that big explosion or doubling that some of these other states have seen. But right. keep, keep our fingers crossed and people keep obeying the, the stay-at-home order and hopefully it stays that way. Miles, do you have any updated information on the number of tests and uh, results that we've done in Door County? I know the last time we talked about it last week, it was something close to 100 tests had been done and we'd gotten something like 20 results back. Is that something that has been continuing every day doing more tests uh, or do you have numbers on that? I, I don't have any updated numbers for this week. I do have a request out for those numbers um, and hopefully we can have something to report for you tomorrow because, yeah, that's the the big question mark is the, the processing time for a lot of these tests. So they might have, you know, in a given community, you might say have 40 tests out there right now, have 10 results back and you're waiting on 30. Well, those 10 might be negative, but you really don't have a full picture of what you're looking at yet. Right. We, we've talked about how it's pretty clear that COVID-19 is up here in Door County. Uh, we just don't have a positive test result on it. I think everybody is hoping that what we've been doing up here has been keeping that number at zero right now, or at least keeping the spread of it so low that nobody's getting tested for it. But you had mentioned that like continuing to practice social distancing, continuing to stick to the CDC guidelines and stuff like that, it's really important. And of course, we will never really know how successful we're being, but we will definitely know if we are unsuccessful in this. So <laughs> it's a good way to put it, Andrew. Yeah, it's one of those things to just keep keep hoping that we are doing the right thing and keep spreading the word. If you've got uh, people or family members who are not uh, abiding by the guidelines right now, do your best to convince them. You sent me a bunch of articles before we started recording. And the the gist that I'm seeing is that 
every day more and more articles come out where the places that are practicing social distancing, the places that are staying at home, the places who are taking this very seriously are seeing results that reflect that. And the places that are not taking this seriously or are not practicing a high level of social distancing, they are seeing the opposite effect. They are seeing much higher cases uh, and many more fatalities. So Every day you see a little bit more of that uh, evidence that we should be doing what we are doing. Yeah, one of those articles that I had sent you was uh, a really great article and sad, um, but well done article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about a single family in late February that 64-year-old member of the family had died. Family came in from out of state all over the place to mourn. And obviously it's a funeral. You're hugging, you're kissing, you're crying together. And then out of that, Dozens of people ended up, they've traced the, this coronavirus outbreak through dozens of people back to that funeral, including a couple of the family members themselves who died and the pastor who oversaw that funeral died. So you, you can easily envision something like that taking place in a community like Door County. Or there's another story of a small, in the state of Washington has actually really done a great job right now, fingers crossed, of flattening that curve and, and slowing their case growth, even though they had the first case in the state. But there is a story about a kind of amateur choir group that had a practice early on in the crisis. So they had hand sanitizer. They said they weren't shaking hands. They weren't hugging or, or having a lot of touching that took place at this choir practice. But they do believe that there might have been, it might have spread the virus by aerosol. In the article, they detailed like when you're in a choir, you are projecting your voice so much that you actually spray a lot more aerosols out, tiny little droplets yep. in the air that hang in the air longer. And then they think that might have led to an outbreak in that community. Two people who were at that practice have since died and more than a dozen people have been infected with the virus. So right. you, again, a small town, you could easily see that happening in a place like Door County. So, Well, and I saw two headlines, like kind of one after the other this morning, that was like uh, Tampa megachurch flies in the face of stay-at-home order and hosts a Sunday service where there were tons and tons of people. And then like maybe an hour later, the headline had updated to arrest warrant issued for Tampa megachurch pastor for violating public health orders. You can't taunt a virus, people. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just goes to show that like, you know, this is this is serious. And if, if you know people, like I said, friends or family who are still going about their business as normal, continue to have the conversations to try to to try to curb that behavior because it, it's for everybody's good and you know you want to protect your friends and your family. And another shout out, I know we talk a lot about and there's been a lot of talk about bad mouthing the people who've come to Door County. But for all those people who have come to Door County and are working really hard to maintain their social distancing, who are locking themselves down in a parent's basement or in a home and not going out, kudos to you guys. Do it right. Do it safely. There are services out here to get you everything you need. So take advantage of them. You'll find them on the, the Pulse website. Uh, the Door County Emergency Support Coalition will pick up your groceries for you. will deliver them to you safely so you don't have to put yourself at risk or carry the burden of potentially thinking you might have infected somebody else. We do have, just from surveying the post offices, since we're delivering the, the paper to every mailbox in the county, we do know that the counts for people who have reopened their mailboxes this year, um, we got a few more in today, 
it's a minimum of 420 and that does not include the city of Sturgeon Bay yet because we don't have kind of the the back numbers for Sturgeon Bay because we we did not deliver through their post office to every mailbox until two weeks ago. But hmm. for all the other communities where we have been doing that, a minimum of 420 households, which those post office officials tell us almost all of those would not have been opened up again until May are here now. So you're looking at, if you just said two people per household, that's that right there is well over 800 additional people in the county who otherwise might not be up here yet. So hopefully all 800 of those are being very careful, very smart, and keeping themselves safe and the community safe. So I want to pivot to the next thing that we're going to talk about. You had a conversation with Katie Roth from the Bailey's Harbor Community Association about a coloring contest that they're doing. But you also talked just about artists doing art during this time. And that's something that I'm really interested in because you saw you saw people posting on it. You saw the articles. You saw the memes right away the first week that people were home. It's like the people that we turn to uh, as soon as this, uh, as soon as like the quarantining and the stay at home orders went to the people that we turned to were artists. We were looking for entertainment. We were looking to watch our favorite TV shows or watch our favorite, uh, internet personalities. Uh, we turned to artists and artists are affected by this too. You might think that it's like, Oh, they're, they're at home anyway, making content. Uh, I'm talking specifically like internet personalities. Uh, but in the same way that the Pulse has seen a drop in advertising, you're also seeing advertising affected online for all of this stuff too. So there, there's a bunch of different things to talk about. Can you give me a little preview of what you and Katie spoke about? Well, we just had a short conversation both about the uh, coloring contest that they're putting on for people to take part in while there's no Easter egg hunts or anything else in that early April slot, but also about dealing with events. She's both an artist and the co-coordinator at the Bailey's Harbor Community Association. And they put on a lot of great events in Bailey's Harbor. And now you're dealing with the uncertainty of, are we going to have those? They've already had to cancel their brown trout tournament. You know, and on my end, we have postponed the Door County Half Marathon, which is, I don't think we've talked about that yet, but normally that would be the first Saturday in May. And it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. And now we're postponed that to October 31st. So it's actually going to be a Halloween event. You know, fingers crossed that everything is in much better shape by then. But yeah, you know, Postponing these events, you put all this work, you have your whole timeline for the year going toward these certain deadlines. And now instead of just putting those efforts into making that event as great as possible, you're putting all your effort and time into all right, trying to recreate something else or move it or even getting the messaging out about canceling it takes a lot of time to actually craft that stuff and get it out right and and handle all the questions that people have. So shout out to all those people who are dealing with that, both business owners and community leaders right now because uh it's it's not fun to tell people this thing you've been looking forward to all year isn't going to happen right but you also do find out through all this of like how much those events mean to people too so uh, it was good talking to her about all those things plus like you said what, what are artists doing right now and hopefully we can have some more conversations like that in the the days and weeks ahead yeah uh is there anything else that people need to know about today miles before we jump into that conversation with kate only one small tidbit that People who have been following this, some of the numbers nationwide and both and for Wisconsin regarding the coronavirus. If you've been following it closely, there is a, a neat thing that the Wisconsin Department of Public Health has now added to their website where they break down the number of cases by age group and by gender. So it's just mm -hmm. a couple of simple little charts. And right now, and this kind of goes against what I've seen elsewhere. 
Um, in Wisconsin, 54% of the cases are female, but then age breakdown is kind of what you would expect. 20% of cases are people age 60 to 69, 10% 70 to 79, 4%, or actually 5% older than 79. But there is, if you add up age 20 through 50, that does account for about 45% of cases of the positive tests. Uh, I would love to see that then broken down by hospitalization for those same age groups would be really interesting and helpful for people. But, right. but it's nice to see them giving a little more data, a little more information to evaluate as we move forward. Well, Miles, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Hello. Hey, Katie. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Are you in a good spot to talk? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's start out. What is your biggest David Elliott pet peeve? (laughs) So I'll give you a quick intro and then we'll just get into it. All right. Joining us today on the podcast is Kate Roth with the Bailey's Harbor Community Association, where she is the co-coordinator of the association. Kate, thanks for joining us today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Just having you on to talk a little bit about a program that the BHCA is doing right now. There aren't a lot of, obviously, events going on, a lot of things to do for people. So some of these organizations and arts organizations are adapting, including the Bailey's Harbor Community Association. So tell me a little bit about this coloring contest you guys are doing. Well, um, yeah, like you said, we did have to cancel a couple of events. So kind of to take people's minds away from that and have kind of a, a light in the air, um, we decided to do a coloring contest. And we wanted people to think about, and this is the theme for the contest, uh, their favorite thing to do in the summer in Bailey's Harbor. Which is awesome because we, idea. right now, as it seems like we are just locked into nothing but gray skies up here right now, <laughs> even the mm-hmm. thought of summer, even seeing a picture of summer right now, it kind of blows me away. Right. How is the contest going to work? How can people enter? What what are the categories? All that stuff. Yeah. Um, so on our Facebook page, on the Bailey's Harbor Facebook page, um, at the top of the page, you'll see um, there is a thread for the coloring contest. And that includes all of the rules and to submit. But basically, um, there are, the theme is the favorite thing to do in the summer in Bailey's Harbor. This is the original artwork that we're looking for. Um, there is uh, four different age categories four to six-year-olds, which under four, we still would accept because that's awesome. Um, and then seven and nine-year-olds and the 17-year-olds and adults. And um, the winners of each of each age group get a giant floaty, hopefully to be used in Lake Michigan later um, later in the season, where we have high hopes for the later late season warm weather. I mean, that's when the water is really warm anyway. So hopefully <laughs> it'll be great. And then also some Bailey's Harbor swag as far as um, prizes go and and also maybe a couple other goodies. Um, and then the submission rules. Um, there are a few. Uh, we have a Bailey's Harbor logo as our profile picture. Okay. Um, yeah. And so that should be included somewhere in the drawing. And you'll people will be able to see that when they go to our Facebook page. Um, it's a BHWI, basically the circle, and it can be included anywhere. It doesn't have to be obvious or it can be discreet. doesn't really matter. Um, in the example, it's in the sun, so it's kind of fun. And then the other rule is that um, any medium can be used as long as it's a 2D artwork that is original and it follows the theme. So markers, crayons, paint, doesn't really matter. Um, and by participating, 
you are allowing the BHCA to use the submissions in our marketing, our design, and uh, sharing with some member businesses because a lot of people's favorite things to do occur at these businesses, and I'm sure they would really love to see that in there as well. And we do have some ideas for the winners, potentially. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll be able to show those things throughout town. And then parents are submitting for children, and then all submissions have to be appropriate, obviously. <laughs> and then to submit, you post as a comment to the Facebook thread, um, name, age, and a clear photo of the work. If you're not on Facebook, you can always submit to info at billysharbor.com. Excellent. Well, very mm -hmm. cool that, you know, something for all these parents to do when they have their kids at home right now. Also, something just for adults to do and have some fun and get creative and kill some time, yeah. which we all have. Yeah. Well, I don't seem to have a lot of, but most of us have a lot of time right now. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, uh, what's it like in your role with the community association right now, where you traditionally right now is a very busy time doing all this planning. You guys do a lot of different festivals. You do a lot of marketing work. Is it just kind of a holding pattern for you right now, not knowing exactly when things might return to normal? Um, yeah, I mean, things are a bit uncertain. So I think that goes for everyone right now. But um, for example, yeah, the the Easter egg hunts that we would typically have, we had to cancel that. So this is kind of what came about. That's why submissions are due by April 10th. So right around that weekend as just kind of something for people. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, um, we're trying to stay really positive and be a little bit more creative in the way that we are interacting with people. We love our visitors and and we we want them to be here when they can, when it's safe for them and it's safe for us. So it's been a little bit interesting with messaging for everyone, I would say. But everybody has their hurdles right now. So Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. and I thought like the all the coordinators from all over the county did a really nice job putting together a video, just DIY video of saying Hey, we, mm -hmm. we don't want you here now for your own health and safety and for our health and safety, but that like very kind of a gentle encouragement of saying, don't come now, but come back later. We're, we, we're going to be here for you later. Just, uh, versus say that New York times article that came out that made it seem a lot harsher message from the County. I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. that one. I definitely did. And <laughs> I did also tune into the podcast about the opinions <laughs> about that. And I, I definitely would agree. It was interesting to say the least yeah we we i think we appreciate people um a lot more than that was showing <laughs> yeah i i might have gone off a little bit yesterday on the podcast but i was it, it, it got under my skin a little bit yeah and really and you're also an artist so i'm curious i don't know if you've talked to other artists or you yourself with this time now is this like good creative opportunity where like a lot of the other distractions are lifted or is it just the uncertainty of everything that's going on being even more distracting? I would say at this point, I haven't really had a lot of time. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> had a lot of time to be as creative as I would like to be. You know, I, I definitely thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. But with the shifting and all of our um, events and decision making with that, I would say that the, and then also planning, hopefully for later things um, in with graphic design and, and stuff like that. Sure. It's, my time, my time is still taken up pretty well, but I do have a couple of paintings in the work. So we'll see how those go. I, I hope I can get to them a little bit more as this goes on. But yeah, I would have to say though, there are a couple of 
things with the event that's been that have been interesting, um, particularly with the brown trout tournament. We just recently had to we really wanted to find a way to postpone it for later into the season, but the fishing isn't that great later. And the, the fish are not cooperating. <laughs> yeah, the, the fish don't really cooperate in like September. Um, we've been told. So <laughs> <laughs> but we did get some really great we have a brown trout tournament fishing uh, page. And the guys on there are really great and very understanding. And recently we had a couple of comments that they share like their entire experience, which is really cool. They're awesome all the time, but this particular situation, because we had to cancel, I think it's been like 32, 33 years that they, they've been participating for so long. Mm. Um, They just shared, you know, how they were very nostalgic about it. And it's nice to see how appreciative they are. Yeah. And in all this talk and, and some of the stuff lately with Door County shutting down and sort of this this image of us being like anti-visitor almost, like with us with the half marathon, which we had to postpone, we've announced that we are moving that to October. I know, I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, when we made that announcement, one of the cool things to see about it is how much people care about their, their traditions in Door County, not just coming here and not just their second home, but... Uh, mm-hmm. It was really hard decision to actually accept that we were not going to be able to u- do that in early spring because it's one of my favorite weeks of the year, just leading up to it and seeing everybody come back and open their doors for the year and seeing a Absolutely, lot of the same yeah. runners that I've seen for, for a decade. But it is reassuring to see the the number of emails, dozens, scores of them, maybe hundreds of them that came back just saying, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry for you guys. Let us know if you find a new date. We're totally going to be there. We're going to try to make it work. Anything we can do to help, like that kind of stuff is, um, and like you said, it sounds like the same reaction from the Brown Trout Tournament. Um, It makes you appreciate what you get to do the rest of the time when things are normal. Yeah, Um, sure. Definitely. Speaking when they're normal, let's say we get back to normal this summer. What are a couple of things coming up in Bailey's Harbor? Are you guys doing food trucks and floaties again this summer? Yeah, definitely. Food trucks and floaties. Very excited about that one. Hence the uh, the giant floaty prize in the coloring contest. <laughs> um, yeah, that event came yeah, off. Yeah, but we're excited about that one. That was excellent last year. Are you thinking August again for that? Yes, we are currently scheduled. I believe it's August fifteenth. Okay. Um, to have that, and uh, you know, we'll see how things go. But if they're going well, that's when it will be. And then um, we also have uh, Autumn Fest as well in September late September. And of course, the 4th of July is huge in Bailey's Harbor. Um, Oh, yeah. So hopefully we'll be talking again soon about stuff that we can do up here and stuff that is reopening. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully it's sooner than later. But Katie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, filling us in and for getting creative and coming up with stuff for people to do up here. We really appreciate it. And so does the community. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for talking. I don't get to talk to very many people right now. (laughs) Same here. I I can only talk to Dave and Andrew so much before I start to go insane. So, all right. Thanks a lot, Katie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.